I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. This is often, I think, translated in our kind of modern language and understanding um, many times into be kind, be a good person, be nice, live a good life. This is what Jesus says. This is his last will and testament at the Last Supper before he's going to suffer and die. In fact, this very moment, Judas is getting up to go betray him. Jesus says, I leave you this new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. But does it mean be a good person? Live a good life? Because I think oftentimes when we think of it that way, um, it's like, this is what God wants from me, is to be good. I'm over here, he's over there, and I'm over here trying to please him, living a good life, giving him what he wants. And then in return, hopefully, he'll give me what I want. Blessings in this life and then ultimately heaven. But is that what Jesus is saying? Is that why Jesus is about to go to the cross? And what does it mean, as I have loved you? How does Jesus love you? While you were still sinners, he died for you. While you spit on him and insulted him and rejected him, he received you with total mercy and total love. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's how he wants us to love. And so actually, it's so much more demanding than be a good person, which is why I think we domesticate it. Say, what God wants is for us to be nice and kind and do works of justice, etc. No, he wants you to be a saint. He wants you to be another Christ. To let him live his life in you. To die his death in you. To die totally to yourself and consecrate yourself totally to him. But even though it's so much more demanding what he's asking of us, it's actually way less burdensome. It's so much less burdensome than this, I'm over here trying my best and you're over there judging me and seeing all my faults. Because what Jesus is offering us is liberation, salvation from the yoke of self-reliance, of that being at arm's distance from God and trying to live my life according to what I think he wants or what he commands. It's be a saint, not a good person, but not just that. God doesn't really want anything from you. It's not like being a saint somehow satisfies him. Oh, that makes me feel good. My people are being saints. Like, that does anything for God. On the contrary, it's because he wants something for us, a much more abundant life than simply living a good life or being a good person or trying our best. Um, But to have this mystery lived within us, to share his life with us, Jesus says, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. He also says in the Last Supper, apart from me, you can do nothing. Meaning, if you have your idea of your life as like, you're over here and God's over there, guess what you're doing, actually, for God? Nothing. Your life doesn't matter. None of our lives matter. If we're apart from God and all we're doing is like, for the 60, 70, 80 years we're here on earth, we do a pretty good job at not doing really, really bad stuff. Who cares? But if whatever I do is Christ living and dying and rising in me, if myself is utterly transfigured to become another Christ in the infinite glory and majesty of God, me, his image, his son or daughter, 
that I'm allowing that life, that mystery to happen. Whatever may come, it's an act of total trust. It's an act of true love. Um, then even the smallest thing I offer to him means everything. Right? That God doesn't want something from me. He wants something for me. I remember when I was in seminary, uh, early on, I was not sure I wanted to be a priest. In fact, I was pretty sure I didn't want to be a priest, but that God was calling me to be one anyway. And deep down in my heart, I, may, I probably wouldn't have said that, even to a spiritual director or a confessor, that plainly. But I went on retreat my, after my second year over the summer, and I just kind of had it out with God. And I was like, why can't I feel your love? All these guys in seminary are saying like, they're so sure they want to be priests. They're so sure that you love them. Uh, they're having all sorts of experiences of your love. And I'm just here trying my best to do what I think you want. And I'm pretty sure what you want is for me to live a lonely, miserable, boring life for other people and never for myself. And I was on this retreat and I was just trying to be as honest as I could with God in the interiority of my heart. And one night I was in the chapel in front of the Blessed Sacrament during Eucharistic Adoration. And I don't know how to explain it. I've tried to explain it many times, maybe in homilies here at Newman. Um, I just knew. All of a sudden I saw him and how close Jesus was to me in the Eucharist. What it means that he's really present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the host. Um, how close Jesus is to me and wants to be to me and you. And I had this feeling like when somebody's way more into you than you're into them. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is not me trying to do stuff for you. This is you offering an abundance that I don't understand. An intimacy, a closeness, a friendship that's way more intense than I thought. And I just kind of knelt there for maybe another 45 minutes on top of what I'd already prayed, just living in that, basking in that thing I didn't understand happening. And after a while, I was like, all right, now what? And I walked out of the church, and I just said out loud, I can be happy as a priest. It was like I was liberated from the yoke of self-reliance. My life wasn't about me trying to figure out what to do. It was an invitation to do it with him, whatever it was. And it wasn't as if I thought I was under the illusion that if I do this, then every day will be happy, nothing will be hard, I'll always feel good. If that's the goal of our life, then good luck. There's no such life. But what I was being invited into was joy, and I knew it. That you don't have to do anything by yourself. That if I call you to be a saint, if I call you to love radically, even to die for me and with me, it's to give you more life. It's to give you more joy. And Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. He later says, I've said this so that my joy may be in you and my joy might be complete. He wants to share everything of his heart with our heart. And so that it may be complete. Our union with him, our communion with him would be complete. Every time we come to the altar, there's enough grace in every Eucharist to make you a saint. When you leave here, you could be a saint. But it usually takes us a long time to receive all that grace. We receive it a little bit at a time. Uh, and sometimes we have those epiphany moments, those quantum leaps in our, in our trust in that mystery that, that God is real. 
that he really knows me, that he really has something for me, not, not something from me, and that he's inviting me into it right now. I can give myself to it and trust that it's for my joy.